Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to have joining me Dr. David Weisenhorn, our Extension Specialist for Parenting and Child Development. Welcome, David. Thank you. Today's topic is one that I am certain lots of parents are going to listen <laughs> in on strengthening your child's focus or improving their attention. Yes. And, oh, David, I think this is something that all parents struggle with. Um, help us mm-hmm. out. What do you got for us today? Yeah, you know, and I think you're so right. We all struggle with that, right? And I think because it's a natural progression for children in their development that the ability to concentrate or focus is adaptable. We don't come on the scene and we're not born with this amazing ability to focus. So in other words, we have the ability to strengthen our focus by intentionally building our capacity to do so. And as adults, we've had decades of practice, right? So you and I, we practice every day on our focus. But our children, on the other hand, they're in their very early stages of that, resulting for them in an inability to hold their attention or focus for long periods of time. I'm going to say that's not something that I've ever thought about, attention span or focus being a learned behavior, Yeah, that it's something that's actually taught. That's insightful when thinking about our kids and working with our kids and helping our kids, that's... What's interesting about that is that I, I typically get a, a pushback. If I share that with a parent, they'll say, wait a minute, my child focuses great when they're watching their cartoons right. or they're doing on their tablet or mm-hmm. something like that. And again, what's what's interesting about that is they're not that much different than adults. And we also don't have to work very hard to keep attention when it's something we enjoy, if there's some an activity that we like. But the truth of the matter is there's a lot late, like school success and later career success that's going to require require us to focus on things that maybe don't excite us as much. There are a lot of medial tasks that we do throughout the day that are maybe not exciting to us, but they're required in just our day-to-day activities and as our responsibilities. So for parents, I want you to know that there's good news in that you can be active in helping build your child's attention or their ability to focus. And the first thing you got to do would be set time aside, right? So just like going to the gym and strengthening your muscles, you got to set that aside and say, okay, I'm going to do this three days a week or however you do that. For children, it's the same thing. And for young children, ages four to six, maybe setting aside five to 20 minutes is a good start. And so one of the things that you want to do when you begin to start these activities is you want to require their attention on something that maybe is not very exciting. I think about possibly making puzzles and giving your children a puzzle and having them work to put that puzzle together. Children lose interest in that quick if they can't get those pieces together. So having them Try and build a small puzzle, maybe a 25-piece puzzle or a 15-piece, depending on the age. And then as they grow, begin to increase that. I am going to say my mother-in-law recently gave our little girl a puzzle, and she was all excited about working it. And I just was dreading it because it was a (laughs) 500-piece puzzle, Uh and it just seemed like a lot. And we had never done a puzzle, and I'm not a puzzle person. And I came home one day from work, and our sitter was there, and she's like, we started the puzzle. And I was like, oh, great, we started the puzzle because then you've got a puzzle out, and it's on your kitchen table, and just— 
I was so impressed. So we moved up from the kitchen table to a, to a different table so that we could eat because I knew it was going to take us a long time to finish the puzzle. But we would. We would work for about 20 minutes every night on the puzzle till we got it done. And um, we both had a great sense of accomplishment when it was finished. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That is a great success. And, that, and I think that is a great way to work on building that uh, your daughter's attention. But also, I, and this is a good thing for parents is that I want to encourage you. It doesn't have to be anything at all fancy. It actually could work as a, a home chore. Another good activity is folding laundry. Having your children fold laundry, medial task, not fun, but having them do it. And if they get it wrong, have them do it again so they can get it correctly is another way of doing that. And then the more difficult or challenging the task, the less time you want to spend at first. But as that child ages, that attention is going to strengthen. And then those tasks should be used more on homework or school assignments. And then not only does that help strengthen their attention, but it also forms important study and work habits. So I'm going to circle back to this folding the laundry. When I was little, really very little, that was my task all the way up through high school is that I folded all the laundry in the house. I never really looked at that as if I was really, truly building a lot of skills. But when we finish, I'll call my mom today and thank her for for building my attention. Because your attention is amazing. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's right. Look how it's come. um, I'm not certain that my mom did that intentional, but I'll compliment her on it. (laughs) Well, a second thing that I would encourage parents to do in this step of strengthening your children's focus would be to reduce those distractions. And I know that seems almost intuitive and you'd think, yeah, of course, we're going to reduce distractions. But that becomes much more challenging, I think, now in our technologically advanced uh, age in that technology is such a part of our daily lives. Just really keeping that away or trying to turn that off. So when working on strengthening that attention, be sure to turn those phones or tablets off. Or if you're using a tablet, and I realize... There are a lot of programs or games that require that can help build children's attention, brain teasers and things of that nature. And if you're using a tablet, then turn off those notifications, uh, maybe turn the ringers off so that it's not causing additional distractions that may help. Okay, so I'm going to ask a what would Dr. Weisenhorn do question. Okay. Our 15-year-old, as he does his homework, he likes to listen to music. Mm. And I would like to cut that out. Now, he says... It helps with his focus. So what would Dr. Weisenhorn do? I'm going to reveal my bias here, and that is I used to do the same thing. So when I was a child and I was working in in high school and even early college, I would turn on music and I would study. And for some reason— it seemed to really occupy one part of my brain and allow me to study the other. So I think there is some research on that, and I don't have it in front of me, but there is some research that I think that can be helpful for some children. But I think now your son is in high school, yes? Yes. So I think maybe as that child develops, as they get older, that's okay. I think the distractions are more important when we're talking about young children because they are so much more powerful and distracting when children are young, as you get older, you can kind of weed those things out. So maybe there's a difference in age, um, but I would certainly say for young children, I would not recommend the music and the work. So Right, and certainly not the TV. Uh, right, yeah, absolutely. The last thing I would offer is take it one step at a time. And while I say that, it's important, and I think mostly about my children being young, elementary-aged, 
it's important to reduce each task in the individual stages. You know, I remember telling both of my children to get ready for school. And while that seems like a simple command, there's a lot to that. There's getting dressed, packing your book bag, putting on your shoes, eating breakfast, brushing teeth, brushing hair. There are a lot of tasks within the larger tasks that I'm asking them to do. And so when I say take it one step at a time, I would say, especially when you're dealing with elementary age children, is really simplifying those tasks and take it to the the most simple step possible and then go to the next one. And really, as your child ages, if you work on this breaking it down, it really becomes the same developmental process that high schoolers have when they're learning to write a term paper, right? The first thing we do is we brainstorm the idea. We identify uh, what the research topic is. We create an outline. We begin writing that first introductory paragraph. And so it really helps us to identify what the larger task is and then what those medial tasks are. And so when, when helping your child strengthen that focus, you can begin that process. And like you say, I definitely think that it helps your kiddos learn how to plan tasks and to figure out what goes in order, one, two, three, and how that they can build that up to, as you said, the larger task at hand. And then as adults, right, I mean, that's what we do all the time, Jennifer, is that when projects are handed to us, we begin to try and and identify what are the pieces to this that have to be done? What are the deliverables of this over project? So again, just really helping our children from a young age understand what the rest of their life may look like. (laughs) Well, and just as you were talking, we just released a new curriculum for use out in the county that one of the activities in there is actually a communication activity. And it's very similar to what you said, that you're supposed to be coaching someone through a series of tasks. And it's not just get ready for school. But one thing that I think is really kind of neat and fun about it is it's a role play. So one individual kind of creates what are those individual tasks that you need to accomplish. And then the other person has to do them exactly as said. And you kind of realize then very quickly about communication and maybe (laughs) what you're leaving out. You know, sometimes our kids get frustrated because we say do this or do that, and it might be that maybe we didn't give them the most clear instructions to start with. Absolutely, because I, I constantly see my children running back and forth because I'll tell them to do something, which requires them to go into the other room, and then I realize, oh, well, you forgot to do this thing right. first, and right. I didn't tell you to do that thing. So, yes. Right. So it's it, a good learning experience for all of us. It's a great learning experience for all of us. We're still learning this, but hopefully those are some helpful steps to begin strengthening your child's focus. Excellent. Thank you so much, David. Thank Appreciate you, you being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question, or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.